Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Anarcho-Biblicalist Podcast. As always, I am joined by the wickedly talented Jaun. Jaun. And to show off my wicked talentness, I might remember to put in the intro song this time, which I have forgotten for the last three episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Well, I mean, if y'all heard an intro song here, then you know. (laughs) Now, you are wickedly talented, as we know, Juan, but are you so wickedly talented that you will remember what happened last time on the previous episode of the podcast. Fuck. This is what I remember, which I'm pretty sure is a butchered version of the story. But Jacob just kept popping out kits like the Octomom. <laughs> if, if anybody still remembers that, I guess. No, they don't. <laughs> but yeah, kids left and right with his cousins. Uh, so that was pretty gross. And they're slaves. Don't 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 forget that one. They're quote unquote maids, which I guess at the time would be slaves. So I mean that was the gist of the story. He worked for uh, fourteen weeks, and and by fourteen <laughs> weeks I mean fourteen years. I mean when you live to be two hundred years old, you know, a year's like a week. Yeah, he worked for fourteen years for um, crap I forget his name. Laban. Laban. And then. He kind of like snuck out and then Laban's like, God told me not to say anything bad to you or anything at all, but why'd you do this? And I'm going to say a bunch of bad and good stuff now and suffer no repercussions, even though I just disobeyed God right to his face. And Jacob's like, oh, let's make a covenant. Cool. So they made a covenant worthy of impressing an Egyptian toddler. It's the big rock. A, a pile of rocks in a big column, I guess. So like, that was the gist of the story. Yeah. Jacob flees the scene, works for Laban for like 20 years, gets a couple of sister wives, has like 11 kids, and then he flees the scene again. So now, now Jacob returns to the land of his birth. But what will his parents and brother think of that? This is gonna, I hope this ends up like Elon Musk's life story, where he comes to America, becomes the richest person in the world, goes back, he's like, do you love me now, family? And they're like, no. (laughs) We'll see couple of doozies of content warnings this time. Uh, sexual assault, genital mutilation, violence, and incest. Oh, what is this, Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Game of Nomads. Uh, a couple of sources in the description. Uh, let's begin. So, as a refresher, Jacob fled his family because he cheated his brother Esau out of both of his inheritance and his uh, blessing by God. Rebecca loved him. Isaac liked that he didn't marry outside of his race. So there's that. So now he's coming back, and he's going to see how that all plays out after, you know, however many years. You ready, one? Oh, boy. Yeah. Jacob sent messengers before him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Adam, instructing them, Thus you shall say to my lord Esau, Thus says your servant Jacob, I have lived with Laban as an alien and stayed until now. And I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male and female slaves, and I have sent to tell my lord, in order that I may find favor in your sight. The messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, and he is coming to meet you, and four hundred men are with him. Uh oh. <laughs> then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people who were with him, and the flocks and herds and camels into two companies, thinking, If Esau comes to the one company and destroys it, 
then the company that is left will escape. Oh, that's the lower plan than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, all right, while they're massacring us from the rear, we'll have the other one flank them. <laughs> thought he was actually going to do anything tactical. The goats and the female slaves will trample them from behind. <laughs> and then my mutant kids will use their X-Men powers on the left and right flank. <laughs> nah, it turns out he's just scared. He doesn't want to put all of his eggs in one basket. But you know what? I love that this guy's thinking like a capitalist is so far behind. It's like, alright, we're gonna we're gonna try and minimize our losses as much as possible. <laughs> They're capitalists through and through in this fucking book. I wonder again, because I don't know the whole story till now, but I wonder if Jesus looked back at the old testament and was like, Yo dad, this shit is whack. And God would be like, eh, kinda. A lot of people like to think of it like that, but like probably didn't. <laughs> Remember, Jesus is in this story, and he's and he's still being assembled out of foreskin. Yeah, but that probably means that like his brain is made out of foreskin too, and he can't really comprehend what he's witnessing. <laughs> Just like, like the, small like, human children. <laughs> yeah, like the, the, the like the <laughs> the fucking skin flaps that are making off his brain like aren't fully formed yet, so the neurons aren't connecting. <laughs> They're just kind of flapping in there as he walks. <laughs> Neurons flapping in the wind. I love how every time we talk about Jesus, it's just like blasphemy on a level unforeseen, probably. <laughs> no one's ever been this blasphemous before. <laughs> like, we're not doing all maliciousness, but I feel like if we told the Pope this, he'd turn pretty violent pretty quick. The fucking humble Franciscan... Uh, <laughs> Pope. I, you know what? He probably would actually. I mean, isn't he from Brazil? I thought it was like Argentina or uh, Chile. Oh, if he's Argentinian and he realized I'm Mexican, saying this shit about Jesus, he'd definitely have me killed. <laughs> have you fucking executed by the Swiss Guard? <laughs> <laughs> he's an absolute monarch, so I mean, he could. Yeah, it's like of all of all the fucking people to saw Jesus, and they're gonna tolerate this from a Chilango. <laughs> All right, Jacob's putting all of his eggs in two baskets, and he's gonna he's gonna put together a flanking maneuver that nobody's ever seen before. Let all oh, the old flanking run. <laughs> Famous Roman tactic. Famous. All right, let's read on. And Jacob said, "O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, Return to your country and to your kindred, and I will do you good. I am not worthy of the least of all the steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown your servant. For with only my staff I crossed this Jordan. Hey, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, please, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. For I am afraid of him. He may come and kill us all, the mothers with the children. Yet you have said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted because of their number. I mean, I think he meant you make your offspring as the sand of the sea. I think he meant in pieces. <laughs> kind of different colors from each other and real, real distinct. <laughs> some are blue, some are purple. So he spent that night there. And from what he had with him, he took a present for his brother Esau. 200 female goats and 20 male goats. 200 ewes and 20 lambs. 30 milk camels and their colts. 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. These he delivered into the- Am I reading the Bible? Am I reading an inventory piece over here? <laughs> Fucking the Bible is an inventory piece. 
These he delivered into the hand of his servants, every drove by itself, and said to his servants, Pass on ahead of me, and put a space between drove and drove. He instructed the one in the lead, When Esau my brother meets you, and asks you, To whom do you belong? Where are you going? And whose are these ahead of you? And whose are these ahead of you? Then you shall say, They belong to your servant Jacob. They are a present sent to my lord Esau, and moreover he is behind us. He likewise instructed the second and the third, and all who followed the droves. You shall say the same thing to Esau when you meet him. And you shall say, Moreover, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he thought, I may appease him with the present that goes ahead of me, and afterwards I shall see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. So the present passed on ahead of him, and he himself spent the night in the camp. By the way, milk camel is a is a female camel. Well, kind of figured, yeah. since I doubt a male camel could be that. Yeah, but it's also spelled like M-I-L-C-H for some reason. But like, yeah, that's what that means. But yeah, a good old-fashioned bribe. He'll, he'll, he'll send some stuff ahead, and he'll be like, Hey, uh, how's it going, Esau? Uh, you like that gift? Maybe you won't kill me and my family. Which, all of that shit would have been Esau's if he hadn't cheated him out of his blessing and his inheritance. Like, all of that and more, but like, I guess we'll see how it goes. I mean, to be fair, though, if somebody did, like, literally stab me in the back, and then came back with the PS5, I'd be like, eh, alright, fine, you're forgiven. <laughs> You can sell the PS5 to pay for your hospital bills. Yeah, I could sell. I could sell the PS. I could theoretically sell the PS5 for thirty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> Fucking probably. I would have to come up with like a whole scheme of like eating some foreign animal with uh, an exotic disease and then bring it back to America. The hard part would be eating the animal. The easy part would be spreading a disease in America, and then that would just create the whole situation again, which inflates the price of the PS5. <laughs> I shouldn't be selling my plan on fucking live recording everybody forget i said that it was not me who brings in the 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 mad mammalian disease (laughs) you just import a generic mammal not a specific one (laughs) i meant to say capybara (laughs) i forgot what it was called mad mammalian disease (laughs) Just turns mammals crazy. I mean, if you think about it, we all have mad, ma- ma- mad mammalian disease in one way or the other. It's me, I'm a mad mammalian. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, one. we're entering desperate times here. Desperate times call for j- desperate measures. <laughs> Jacob already has a blessing from God, but maybe he needs, like, another, and by any means necessary. Are you ready? I don't think that'll work. Blessings don't don't blessings don't stack buffs, so it just replaces them. But let's see how it goes. <laughs> the same night, he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. <laughs> what? <laughs> when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket. And Jacob's hit was put out of the joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans, and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, 
please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen the face of God, yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. Therefore to this day the Israelites do not eat the thigh muscle that is not in the hip socket, because he struck Jacob on the hip socket at the thigh muscle. That's such a weird conclusion to come to. <laughs> this is this is a strange little story, and this is one that like people know about, but like I don't know if people think about how weirdly it's presented. Like this is another fucking uh God, what was that story from from the last episode? That was I like I wish to go into her for my time is up. <laughs> This is like another one yeah. of those. The weird language. The weird choice of diction more the than The weird anything. choice of diction, the weird conclusions that it draws. And by the way, that is a thing in like, I don't know if it's kosher. I think it's kosher. But like religious Jewish tradition is to not eat the sciatic nerve in the hip. That is very specific. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I know this paragraph went in like all Mortal Kombat 9 x-ray mode. <laughs> on this fight but it didn't it just said thigh you don't need to get so spe- fucking specific <laughs> i feel like they did that so they could eat everything around the nerve it's like man but i really want to eat the thighs though <laughs> uh, i guess i just won't eat the nerve yeah it's a very specific nerve and to bring it into what you can probably guess I'm, i i think this story was probably made after the tradition so like jewish people stopped eating that and then like had a story around it later which I, yeah, I think is more so, more how sense. these things work. Daddy, why is it that we don't eat the nerve? Well, son, uh, when? Because Jacob fought a guy on a hill. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you never mentioned that before. Ah, Jacob fought a guy on a hill. <laughs> they fucking, it, it was introduced just as subtly in this, in like the actual story. Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what caught me off guard. <laughs> It's like, oh, just a man, not Esau. Yeah, just just, out of nowhere. just some man no was wrestling him. But the man wanted to go because it was getting to be day. So he fucking broke Jacob's hip, took it out of its socket. God just generated like a little uh, open world encounter <laughs> just for Jacob. And like Jacob, like it seems like Jacob is kind of assuming that this is God. But like it's weird that like the story doesn't make it more clear that it's actually God because he says he's wrestling a man and he says that the man won't tell him his name and he says that the man is like... And it makes it unclear. Like, the guy doesn't even ever say that he's God. Like, it says that he has striven with God and with humans, but correct me if I'm wrong on that uh, footnote one. It says that, like, he's wrestled with the divine and man as, like, a, a an alternative for the... He for said, that section. Or with divine and human beings. But yeah, this always this gets is... this always gets presented as like wrestling with an angel or wrestling with God, but like it's just so weird that the story is so coy with it. Also, like this is the Bible undermining its own authority cuz like you tell me that God and the angels can just calm down and wrestle you <laughs> and they lose to like a 67-year-old man. <laughs> like the worst the power of God and the angels could do is dislocate a hip. <laughs> like my grandma does that on her own you think I'm supposed to be impressed <laughs> she can do that to herself man 
I mean, like, I think he was just playing around until daybreak came, but then he he had shit to do that morning, so he so he tried to fucking finish it off. He just whacked him. <laughs> yeah, just like a little. <laughs> I love the idea. It's just like a little spar, and the guy's like, "All right, I gotta go." No, for I have faced God, dude. I'm I'm just sparring here. It's like I beat God. <laughs> All right, here's a blessing. Leave me alone. Anyways, your name is Israel now. <laughs> All right, new name, new blessing. Are you happy? Dude just loves changing people's names. Love the foreshadowing here because, like modern Israel, they love dislocating the hips of Palestinians <laughs> with heat-seeking missiles. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> All right, retribution's coming. Esau's about to catch up with Jacob. Ready to get into this? Oh, am I? This has been building up for, like, an episode and a half. <laughs> now Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming, with 400 men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel, and the two maids. He put the maids with their children in front, then Leah with her children, and Rachel and Joseph last of all. He himself went on ahead of them, bowing himself to the ground seven times, until he came near his brother. But Esau ran up to meet him, and embraced him, and fell on his neck, and kissed him, and they wept. When Esau looked up and saw the women and children, he said, Who are those with you? Jacob said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the maids drew near, they and their children, and bowed down. Leah likewise and her children drew near and bowed down. And finally Joseph and Rachel drew near, and they bowed down. Esau said, what do you mean by all this company that I met? Jacob answered, To find favor with you, my lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Jacob said, No, please. If I find favor with you, then accept my present from my hand. For truly to see your face is like seeing the face of God, since you have received me with such favor. Please accept my gift that I brought you. Because God has dealt graciously with me and because I have everything I want. So he urged him, and he took it. False alarm. They're cool now. To see your face is like seeing the face of God, as in, you can easily displace my hip. <laughs> you could easily displace my hip with a Raytheon knife missile if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, so false alarm. So, They're cool now. If, if, if you have a lifespan of 200 years, I guess you can, a grudge of like, what was it? 14 years isn't that big a deal, I guess. Yeah, it's like two weeks. <laughs> or I don't know, maybe all the rot me and Esau eats from Hun finally got to his brain and just forgot. <laughs> it's just full of prions. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, Jacob. Like the grout manifested in his, like, brainstem. Just kind of forgot about the whole incident. <laughs> all water under the bridge. All water under the well, like our dad used to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be a nice little bit of a, of a thing to like. For some reason, they they have like the exact same saying in English that we have, but it's all related to wells now. All right, now for my. All right, so Esau and Jacob are cool. Yeah. Such logistical planning for like nothing. The worst that happened was a kiss. <laughs> it started out with a kiss. I did end up like this. And now I'm looking at my sheep, <laughs> and they're all going to bed. Then my milk cow. Uh, Fuck. I can't remember the song. What song is that? It's <laughs> Mr. Brightside. Mr. Brightside. So Juan, you're saying that you were uh, frustrated about all of the logistics there? 
would you say that that upset you or would you say that it was your favorite part of the bible so far that's that's a weird way of putting it <laughs> i just said that it's a shame that it went to waste i was hoping for like a 400 men versus 20 goats type fight well Juan, but you know the, the goats get like plus 20 flanking bonus well here's the thing Juan, is uh we're about to get into more logistics Ooh, nice then esau said let us journey on our way and I will go alongside you. But Jacob said to him, My lord knows that the children are frail, and that the flock and the herds, <laughs> which are nursing, are a care to me. And if they are overdriven for one day, all the flocks will die. Let my lord pass on ahead of his servant, and I will lead on slowly, according to the pace of the cattle that are before me, and according to the pace of the children, until I come to my lord in Seir. So Esau said, Let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, Why should my lord be so kind to me? So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. But Jacob journeyed to Sakath and built himself a house and made booths for his cattle. Therefore, the place is called Sakath. Wow, what redundancy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, on his way from Padanaram. And he camped before the city. And from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, he bought for 100 pieces of money the plot of land on which he had pitched his tent. There he erected an altar and called it El Elohe Israel. Love some good logistics. Isn't El Elohe like means something like a bug god? Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, it says God, the God of Israel. Yeah. You named the altar God? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So Juan, you remember those uh, content warnings? From the beginning of the episode? No, because I got grout, and it's located in my brainstem. Damn. You, you've been eating? No, because I got grout, and it's located in my... What are we talking about? What? Focus. Ah, what? <laughs> so, uh... So those content warnings from this morning, are you ready for three of them? Hold that. Hold, hold up. I was ready for two. <laughs> you telling me there's three? Three of them are in this next story. <laughs> this is like my LSD uh, dealer giving me four grams instead of two. Like, I wasn't ready for it, dude. <laughs> now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob, went out to visit the daughters of the region. When Shechem, son of Hamor the Hivite, prince of the region, saw her, he seized her and lay with her by force, and his soul was drawn to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. So Shechem spoke to his father, Hamor, saying, Give me this girl to be my wife. And it's, uh, a lot. He sure didn't fucking act tenderly, but okay, Bible. Oh, he tenderly raped her. Oh, thank you, Bible. Oh, Bible. Now Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dinah, but his sons were with his cattle in the field, so Jacob held his peace until they came. And Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. Just as the sons of Jacob came in from the field, when they heard of it, the men were indignant and very angry, because he had committed an outrage in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing ought not be done. But Hamor spoke to them. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The heart of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him in marriage. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us, and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall live with us, and the land shall be open to you. Live and trade in it, and get property in it. Shechem also said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor with you, and whatever you say to me, 
I will give. Put the marriage present and gift as high as you like, and I will give whatever you ask of me. Only give me the young woman to be my wife. Either he just went like, uh, you know, boys will be boys. Uh, Haha, let me bribe you. That fucking gross shit. Yeah, this is the only character sleazier than Jacob that we've met so far. Well, you mean apart from the rapist? Wait, what? Oh, I guess Shea- I guess- I guess- I guess the two of them. Just Hamor and Shechem. Yeah, yeah, they're a pair. They're working in close conspiracy. They're both slimy. Yeah. But don't worry, Juan. Those little Wojek boys have some of their father in them. And they're thinking of a scheme. Damn, I hope they don't burn out. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and his father, Hamor, deceitfully, because he had defiled their sister Dinah. They said to him, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who was uncircumcised, for that would be a disgrace to us. Only on this condition will we consent to you, that you will become as we are, and every male among you be circumcised. Then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters for ourselves, and we will live among you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Hamor's son Shechem, and the young man did not delay. And the young man did not delay to do this thing, because he was delighted with Jacob's daughter. Oh, you. Now he was the most honored of all his family. So Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, "These people are friendly with us. Let them live in the land and trade it in it, for the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters in marriage, and let us give them our daughters." Only on this condition will they agree to live among us, to become one people, that every male among us be circumcised, as they are circumcised. Will not their livestock, their property, and all their animals be ours? Only let us agree with them, and they will live among us. And all who went out of the city gate heeded Hamor and his son Shechem. Every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of his city. So that's two. Can I just make like a little, I guess a little bit of a detour? Okay. In the SCP, there's a thing, there's like some SCPs that they have which are called cognito hazards. Okay. Which are things that will literally harm you by knowing that they exist, right? Okay. Like a pat, like a specific pattern that if you saw it, it kills you immediately, right? Uh huh. And I was like, oh, that's a nice bit of fiction, just like information that can harm you by knowing it, like physically harm you. Mm-hmm. We thought to ourselves, oh, a nice little bit of fiction, and then we created Among Us. And now, what we have feared so much has come and cursed us in real life. <laughs> Everywhere I look, I see it. Every Everything I read, I see it. It does not escape from me. Did you see it? It's been three years since its inception. Oh, because it said they agree to live among us. <laughs> okay. Three times. And it's on the eve that, on the realization that all an- sad anime eyes are among us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bro, I think I'm religious now. It happened three times in that paragraph. That can't be a coincidence. <laughs> three, three, three. The number of... The Amogus. Uh, Amogus, yeah. <laughs> it's the Amogus number. So that's two. It's also wild to me that anyone in the world has ever heard the phrase adult circumcision and thought, this sounds like a good deal. Yeah, when I, re- when I read that, that they didn't, that they didn't delay... I just imagine that when they told him that, like, right there on the open, it's they're like, like oh, fucking... all right, let's go. Just pulls out his dick and gets on machete and just, there you go. And Jacob grabs him and he's like, ah, one more offering for Jesus. 
I love fucking retconning Jesus into this story via circumcision. <laughs> I know at the beginning of this very podcast, you to- like you said, without interpretation, but this is too fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. It's, you know, kind of weird that it went back to circumcision now because it wasn't mentioned for like two generations. Yeah, yeah, they were just sort of silently doing it, I guess. Now the sneaky's coming in, you ready? They're venting. <laughs> They're about to amogus them. There will be an imposter among them. I'll say that much. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, not really. On the third day, when they were still in pain, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and came against the city, unawares, and killed all the males. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, like... That escalated really fucking fast. Yeah. <laughs> they killed Hamor and his son Shechem the sword and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away. And the other sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because their sister had been defiled. They took their flocks and their herds, their donkeys, and whatever was in the city and in the field. All their wealth, all their little ones, and their wives, all that was in the houses, they captured and made their prey. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me, by making me odious to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. My numbers are few, and if they gather themselves against me and attack me, I shall be destroyed, both I and my household. But they said, should our sister be treated like a prostitute? And there we go. Well, no, but like, you kind of started a war. Yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta repay a crime, an awful crime, with a crime against humanity. Sometimes you gotta massively fucking retaliate. Isn't isn't eye for an eye like a thing not endorsed by the Bible? Cause this is way worse than that. Yeah, this is a body for an eye. Yeah, like doesn't the Bible say a eye for an eye leaves everybody blind or something like that? Um, or I I guess the lesson still hasn't been taught because they're obviously doing it. Actually, Gandhi said eye for an eye leaves everyone blind. Oh shit! I'm so, I'm. Uh, the Bible says an eye for an eye and a tooth oh, for a tooth. I am. Okay, that was so wrong. I I I misquoted. Oh, yeah, this is two thousand years apart. No, way more than that. <laughs> but but yeah, um, like Shechem and maybe even his dad Hamor. I I get killing them. I I'm not like a death penalty guy, but they are the people who did the thing that's wrong. I mean, yeah, when you, everyone when else you, when you lack like a proper coherent justice system, you know. You rape, you kill the person who raped. Okay, fine, I can live with that. One thing is uh, massacring a city. <laughs> yeah. Potentially starting a war. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, and this is a part of living culture, so I won't speak on it too closely. And you know? I, this is like blood feud shit. This is how like cycles of violence get like out of control. No, yeah, they just keep escalating. Like it ne- it's it's yeah. ne- it's never, it's never even in these type of things. Yeah. So yeah, this story is a disaster all around. So now, Israel slash Jacob and his family have uh, got to go on the lamb again. No pun intended. But don't worry, Juan. God's got a plan. God's got a plan for you. Don't you worry, don't you worry, child. Then burn this fucking city to the ground! (laughs) Yeah, because no matter what horrible shit you do, no matter what horrible shit Jacob does, God's still looking out for him. (laughs) God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and settle there. 
Make an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his household, and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you, and purify yourselves, and change your clothes. Then come, let us go up to Bethel, that I may make an altar there to the God who answered me in the day of my distress, and has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods that they had, and the rings that were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak that was near Shechem. Oh no, after so much trouble to steal the live, laugh, live sign, Jacob just ended up taking it away. Hid it where no one would ever find it, under a tree. Well, I mean, you say that, but have you ever, did you ever decide to look under a tree ever in your life? Maybe. Probably. Liar. <laughs> what does it mean, under a tree? That's a good question, and it doesn't clarify. Like, you just found, like, a little nook, like, you know, like, where the hobbits hid from the Dark Riders and Lord of the Rings. Just conveniently placed there. I like to think, like, under the Christmas tree. <laughs> just like under like, a pine like tree in the just middle put of the it... fucking... In the middle of the Middle East. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> and I also like to think that uh, he just sort of put it at the base of a tree. Or, he dug a hole, and he planted a tree over it. That's that's some secure foresight there. <laughs> we'll come all tangled up with the roots and shit. No one will find that. No one would dare look under this freshly dug hole with a tree over it. Or I think I just the easiest explanation here is that he just dug a hole outside the tree, like alongside the tree, somehow. The way. Do they have iron tools? Uh, this is Bronze Age, so at least when this is set, it's Bronze Age. So don't think so. No, I just I don't fucking know then. Not iron, anyways. I don't know. Could could people could people like cut out? tree roots back then was that something they could easily do in like a timely manner they'd find a way i'm sure i'm sure they'd find a way oh he cut it with a broken hip so many questions <laughs> yeah that that is a good question i have no idea if his hip is still broken the timeline is uh screwy all right let's continue with god's plan as they journeyed a terror from god fell upon the cities all around them so that no one pursued oh, this just them. keeps escalating out of thin air <laughs> Or, you know, as you could read it, if you could, if you read that particular sentence allegorically, everyone was like, oh shit, these guys are plundering cities, let's, let's stay in and protect ourselves. Jacob came to Luz, that is, Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him. And there he built an altar and called the place El Bethel because it was there that God had revealed himself to him when he had fled from his brother. And Deborah, Rebecca's nurse, died, and she was buried under an oak below Bethel. So it was called Alon Bakuth, <laughs> which he's two for two on burying things under <laughs> under oaks. Is, is that somewhat symbolic? Was there like a tradition of that that I just don't know about? Um, if there was, I don't know about it either. God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Padan Aram, and he blessed him. God said to him, Your name is Jacob. No longer shall you be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. So he was called Israel. God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall come from you, and kings shall spring from you. The land that I give will be given to you, and will give the land of your offspring after you. Then God went up from him at the place where he had spoken to him. 
Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he had spoken to him, a pillar of stone, and he poured out a drink offering on it and poured oil on it. So Jacob called the place where God had spoken with him Bethel. I mean, you make fun of that, but you forget the first rule of grinding, which is you always plug no matter what. And God sure is doing that. <laughs> he is fucking plugging. Also, why would you pour oil over the fucking drink? You just ruined it. Guy can't drink it now. <laughs> no, he's pouring one out for God. Yeah, he poured one out for God and then covered it in fucking petrol. I know that's not what it is, but I'm making an equivalent here. <laughs> no, it's olive oil, dude. Now it's uh, just a shitty oh, drink. Oh, cool. A, like a poorly made barley drink and olive oil. Nice. <laughs> just what just what God likes. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. Who am I to criticize the the flavor palette of a fucking cosmic being? <laughs> Whatever the fuck he is. Whatever he is. But I feel like this is like... This same paragraph has already happened like six times with like slightly different variations. God <laughs> no, appears. Right. I am God. And then they named it something stupid like time. God has shown his face and make a little <laughs> little pebble structure. Yeah, dude, this isn't even the first time he's spoken to him at Bethel and that he's called it that place Bethel because God spoke to him at Bethel. This reminds me in uh, Dragon Ball Z Bridge, Frieza just names... Like, planets, Frieza, 451, 452. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, Bethel 1, Bethel 2, Bethel 3. I am Alexander the Great. So he keeps rediscovering the same place. Yeah, just like Alexander the Great, except without any of the cool conquest stories. <laughs> just running away from his brother, and there actually is a conquest story. Oh, okay, that. well, I spoke too soon. Then they journeyed from Bethel, and when they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel was in childbirth, and she had hard labor. When she was in her hard labor, the midwife said to her, Do not be afraid, for now you have another son. <laughs> Asher. And another one. And another one. And another one. <laughs> nah, this is the last one, actually. As her soul was departing, for she was dying, she named him Ben-Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. And Rachel died. And she was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. And Jacob set up a pillar at her grave. It is the pillar of Rachel's Redundant tomb, again. which is there to this day. <laughs> Israel journeyed on and pitched his tent beyond the Tower of Eder. Damn, he didn't even bargain for some land to bury her on. What kind of anarchal capitalist is this? Yeah, he didn't even take fucking three paragraphs to figure out where she was going to be buried. He just set up a pillar like Jacob does. Jacob's the pillar one. <laughs> Isaac was Wells. Abraham was pretend. Was saying that his wife was his sister. <laughs> yeah, they all got their own little uh, little gimmicks here. But yeah. now we'll suppress the Wells. This is even worse because like <laughs> you pillar, you're building up. That's what that's what God didn't want. He didn't want building up. He wanted building down, dude. Tunneling to the center of the. You earth. should build the opposite of a pillar. Which is like those little pits. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's a well, dude. <laughs> no, no, but like, I mean, like the complete, direct, functionally opposite of a pillar, which is just like a, a whole, like a whole meal of like bricks on the side. You know, like the ones where they cook. No, you wouldn't know you're not Mexican. Like a well. <laughs> yeah, but instead of water, it's just, it's literally just a hole. It's, there's no function. It's empty. 
Yeah. He never said that his wells had water. Well, isn't that kind of like the definition of a well? <laughs> probably did, actually. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I can compare it to is like the pits they used to cook meat in. I think Jacob represents a uh, departure from God's vision. But God's too busy I practicing his routine Isaac... to notice. <laughs> he's too busy working on his elevator pitch. Like, all this is happening while he's staring himself okay. in the mirror, practicing his lines. And you shall be as the, as the eagles of the sky and as the fish of the water, for nobody can count them. <laughs> you know, just bring to mind, is like those really like popular pictures of Hitler posing in front of the mirror with his like fucking khaki shirts <laughs> off, his and his the high socks, his little pouches. Yeah, that's guy right now. <laughs> While Israel lived in that land, Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard of it. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> he, had a con- he had a concubine, and his son just went to go sleep with his father's concubine? Like, sh- sure, okay, Pornhub approved. <laughs> we- yeah, just, uh, just, they just threw that line in there. And that's our fourth uh, content warning. Does that go anywhere? <laughs> I don't no. think it does. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. <laughs> the sons of Leah. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. The sons of Leah, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel, Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's maid, Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Leah's maid, Gad and Asher. These were the sons of Jacob, who were born to him in Paddan Aram. Jacob came to his father, Isaac, at Mamre, or Kiriath Arba, that is, Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had resided as aliens. Now the days of Isaac were 180 years, and Isaac breathed his last. He died and was gathered to his people, old and full of days, and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. He, he was on his a well. deathbed for a long-ass time. Because, like, what, 16, 20 years ago, to around this point, he was like, uh, Esau, I'm dying. Gave me my last meal. Yeah. Fuck, you're right. And then, then... That was probably like 50 years ago, man. Damn, the ancient world, you'd live to like 180, but the last like 60 years were shit. <laughs> yeah, I must have been miserable for him. He was just been like, and I will pass away any day now. Hmm. Any day now. <laughs> Uh, any day now <laughs> any day now thus ends discount Abraham grip and pip well, at least this time his sons like came together and buried him like they didn't have to go a whole yeah. a whole trekking journey to find one or the other in the woods no I thought uh I thought Ishmael heard the heard heard, heard the call heard the fucking trumpet well, call yeah, whatever. Whatever. They... at least that's the image I remember oh, assigning to it <laughs> Is that? I don't think that actually happened. I forget, but you know, at least now they just kind of like came together. Yeah. 
Oh, well, sad. I hate to see so Isaac next go. Bit... <laughs> I hate to see Isaac go. He was very um, noteworthy. Well, he was the only one that followed to the center of the earth myth, uh, theology. True. Only goes down from here. And by down, I mean Which up. is bad. Which is down. <laughs> All right. The next bit is dedicated to Esau and his descendants. And I'm not going to read it because it's boring. And I don't think it's particularly important. And it's like a whole chapter long, like 40 verses. So I'm going to talk about just the historical importance of yeah, it. Yeah, listener, because uh, um, I'm just scrolling through this right now, and it's literally just a family tree in text form. There's nothing interesting here. Yeah, it it's just, uh, and these are his kids, and these are his kids' kids, and then they became kings. Trust me, yeah. we're doing you a favor by having Jordan not read in, in pronounceable names. <laughs> Yeah, we learned that in, like, episode fucking two. So, uh, basically, so one of the most important parts here is that Esau's name is also Edom, and his descendants are the Edomites. And the Edomites are, like, a real people group that we know existed. And I think there's probably a lot of complexity in that label, but we're going to paper over it for now. Point being, there's independent verification of their existence all over the place, and they were later the neighbor of the... uh, Judahites and the Israelites to the south. Did they eat mites? Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> but yeah, uh, to a certain extent, this whole thing has been an extended Israelite written origin story of the Edomites, kind of. At least everything with Esau was. Which, you know, they got a better treatment than the Ammonites and the Midianites, I think, was that, mm. was those two groups. Yeah, the origin story is in a fucking slander here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not too bad anyways. Maybe a little slanderous. Ah, so now, Jacob Israel is pretty well established. Uh, his dad's dead. His brother is away. That's something that happened in that story too, is that Esau decided to go away to a, to a distant-er land. I mean, I'll blame him if my brother just massacred a whole fucking city. I had to try to find a way to get away. <laughs> So, next on our docket is the next generation. We're going to meet a new protagonist. Well, we've already met him, but we're going to meet him more intensely. He's going to have a, let's say, a Technicolor dream coat. And he's going to have a big ol' adventure. But that is going to happen next time. Next episode of Bible Study Z. (laughs) Woo! This was a filler episode, let's be honest. <laughs> if the rape of somebody in a whole massacre of a town is filler, sure. Ah, true. <laughs> this isn't main plot shit, though. This is... You just explained that this was like the almost like the origin story of fucking Israel. It's all of the tribes in there. I don't think that's filler, dude. <laughs> Fair. But, but, the, but the whole weird sequence of Jacob just fighting some guy on a hill and breaking his hip <laughs> definitely was. That shit's, like, famous, too. That's, like, a big story. I say, like, I, I, I'm, par- I'm partially thought, I partially think that it's a filler episode because, like, that's the only bit in this that's, like, actually remembered by, like, at least Catholics. That's the only bit of this that's a story I heard about, like, growing up. And, like, the rest of this is just either logistics um a story catholics would prefer to forget and filler <laughs> i was gonna say it can't be that famous if i haven't heard of it but like recently me and me and jordan for fun took like how many books of the bible do you know quiz oh yeah and uh i got three 
I was 78. <laughs> so, of course, I wouldn't know jack shit about any of this. <laughs> but, like, I, I assume it's, like, the one they remember because it was just, it's kind of a fun story. By the way, the three, Genesis, Revelations, and John. <laughs> Not even two or three, just the first John. <laughs> No, but, like, you got the gospel one. I don't think you even got first John. I don't think it even counted it. I just typed in John and it accepted it. <laughs> All right, Juan. What was the part of this that you hated the least? Well, was the, it the like wrestling? Said, the wrestling, because that was fun. Like, yeah. Jacob just wrestled a guy in a hill. Broke his hip. It's like, oh, cool. This pointless but kind of fun story. I hate yeah. everything else, though. Yeah, it all escalated. Else was a bad vibe. Like I, I, I could, I could get on a roller coaster and like it could fall off into the streets of San Francisco down the slopes, and I get less whiplash than this fucking story. Yeah, it went from like a rape to circumcision to massacring the whole fucking city, and then out of nowhere, Jacob having a concubine and his twelve-year-old son fucking her. Okay, I don't know if that's they. They might have been close to it. I mean, the age is ambiguous. We can hope that at the least there are adult, adults involved. But yeah, no, that's a uh, that one's Rachel's maid. Yeah, that was one of the characters who's been with us since last episode. Wait, so 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 he lay with his mom's maid, the woman that presumably you know uh, been his, helping raise him. His aunt's maid. Oh, but yeah, somebody who has probably been helping raise him. Ew. Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> so yeah, intolerable amounts of depravity in this one also. <laughs> More like an annoying amount of depravity. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a short episode, probably, but we are going what? to... Uh, but but we gotta gear up for our next character, and that's like... And our next character is like literally the rest of Genesis, so... So with that said... Yeah, on that note, thank you for listening. Uh, we will see you next time on the next episode of... The Anarcho-Biblicalist Podcast. I'll see y'all. Bye.